passage I have for this evening, Isaiah 60. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant. And the heart, your heart, shall swell with joy because of the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Now this is clearly a prophecy for the nation of Israel, a prophetic word that was given in advance to comfort and to encourage God's people who would spend a significant time in captivity. God promises a restoration to that nation which will be driven by God's grace, revealing His glory, and restoring his favor and blessing upon his people. But it goes way beyond God's covenant with Israel. For any reason whatsoever that God chose one nation, it was to show his glory to all nations, that Israel should become a light to the nations. And therefore, this prophetic word goes way above and beyond any historical event that has taken place, any restoration of a people to a geographical land, way, way beyond that. And we never, never, never limit God's plan to a piece of land, wherever it is, even if people call it the holy land. God's purpose is not just to have a holy land. God's purpose is to take over the whole earth and to show his glory in every corner of the earth. And many way, in many ways, the wealth of the nations did begin to come to Israel in the restoration period, the Persian Empire, and all that happened to bring about a form of restoration which took place many, many years ago. But we know that God's purpose in this prophecy goes way beyond that historical period and it shall reach to the very end of the times when Christ's glory shall be seen in all the earth. But I want you to know that tonight I'm taking some of these principles here and, and applying them prophetically to us because I believe that this, these words so aptly fit what God is doing and has already begun to do. So this story begins 
in darkness. The darkness of a night time. But then a new day dawns. And I, I declare to you with audacity but with faith that a new day in the spirit has already come about. And what we notice about this day is the sun is not rising. It's not a natural day. It's a spiritual day because God himself is the sun. Arise, shine, for, what does it say? Your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. So we need to learn to reason, not just with the natural reasoning, and we, we have to walk in the natural world, and we natural world is a world that is gifted and blessed by God, but we're not limited by the natural circumstances and the natural flow of things. This is a supernatural move. God says it's indicative of the new Jerusalem and, the, and in the new heavens and the new earth where there will be no sun for the glory of the Lord shall be the sun that illuminates everything. So in the spiritual realm, God says the night has gone. The day has come and it's a, it's a new day, a new day. Now, I see here many things which are Images of nighttime. Maybe, and I think for all of us, we, we have passed through a nighttime period. Um, as R.T. Kendall says, you don't know you're asleep until you wake up. But in the nighttime, it's a time for sleeping, perhaps. But it represents so many of our struggles. And I believe that this new day is going to bring fresh hope fresh light, restoration, healing, and deliverance to God's people. Maybe your nighttime was a nighttime of brokenness. Get ready because His grace is sufficient for you. Maybe you've been through a nighttime of doubt, and trial, and God says, a new day has come. I'm shining the, my radiance upon you. Maybe it is a nighttime. You've been through a nighttime of burnout, and tiredness, one of the great tactics of the enemy, is to wear us down. Well, get ready because fresh strength is coming. You're going to know what it means to be refreshed and renewed by the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's a nighttime of disillusionment. Many, many things. There's a lot of false promises are made. Preachers like to be able to say something positive and, and they keep preaching stuff, but it's not necessarily exactly what God's saying. And, and it's human words, human encouragement, human promises. We don't want any of that here. We try very hard not to add a little bit more to what God is saying to make it sound better because God does not need our help. When God speaks, it's good enough. We can't ever improve on a single word that God has ever spoken. We can never bring fire from heaven by lighting something here on the earth. It must come from heaven. Maybe you've been disillusioned. Maybe the Christian life hasn't turned out to be exactly what you thought. Maybe you're asking yourself, what's it all about? Well, God is saying, I'm about to show you what it's all about. For many people, it's a nighttime of complacency. It's, you kind of, you've just got just enough sin out of your life to look relatively respectable and saved and, and yet gone no further. 
and you're asking yourself, is this all that there is? You know, we go, we get up, we go to work, we come back from work, we go home, we go, go and eat, we go out to a meeting, come back, we go to a cell meeting, go back and come, and nothing actually happens beyond that. And we kind of rest in a kind of complacency. We just have enough godliness and holiness to take us through, but God is saying there's so much more. Do not settle for what you have. Maybe it's been a nighttime of lukewarmness. And in many, many ways, we cannot generate any heat of ourselves. It's got to be fire from God. But when God's people grow lukewarm, he's not very happy about it. He says, I want to come. I want to refire you. He doesn't want to fire you. He wants to refire you. He doesn't want to throw you away as used. He wants to restore you and fill you again. And, and you know, the beautiful thing is, in the nighttime, good things happen. I mean, you know, there's a lot of research going on now about health and sleep, how you need all the various stages of sleep, light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep, and all these different forms of sleep are very important, some for the sorting out of memories, taking short-term memory into long-term memory, and that kind of thing, and, 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 and repairing your, 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 your muscles and restoring you on the inside. Good things happen when you sleep. And here is a wonderful word, a wonderful word from God, not one thing that happened to you in the nighttime shall be wasted. God's going to use it all. Even the things that you thought, how could God possibly use that? How could that happen? And maybe the things that you're talking about are stuff that you know was when you stepped out of the will of God and suffered for it and you've been through a rough time. Even those things God can redeem and bring them back and you will be able to come full swing back into the things of God with so much more than you had before. Maybe it's been a nighttime of being worn down by those besetting sins, those sinful behavior habits that grip you and whatever, however hard you try, it just seems to go full circle again and again and again and you've lost hope. God says, my power is here. In the daytime, you shall see, you shall rise, you shall be strong and you shall be free. One of the things that I know about this move that God is bringing about is that there will be a form of righteousness in which it seems to be supernaturally natural. Now, I don't believe that we have to make no effort and just let God do everything because holiness is about what we choose to do and how God empowers us to do it. So we have to make an effort, but it's never self-effort. When God moves and his power is being released and his glory is being revealed, you will find stuff that you would cling so closely to you before just fall off and, and, and you'll just say, Lord, how did I ever allow those chains to hold me back? You're going to be set free. We're going to walk in freedom. We're going to walk in the Holy Spirit. We're going to walk in joy, not in judgmentalism, not in legalism, but the fresh, new life of the Holy Spirit who produces fruit from within and the glory of God is revealed upon us. Now, this move here, and what I'm paralleling it to, is a move of God's grace. Jonathan Edwards says, grace is glory begun, but also glory 
is grace perfected. What that means is this. What begins in grace always ends in glory. And the grace that we receive from Jesus is an ongoing, renewing grace. His mercies are new every morning. And here is the great thing. If we learn to walk and live in grace by the grace of God, we will not only endure, but we will be fruitful and we will prosper and we will see the glory of God. Now this chapter 60 of Isaiah is in a section which Bible scholars call the book of consolations. Begins in chapter 40. Remember chapter 40, comfort, comfort my people, says your Lord. And the great revelation was, there, was this. It says this, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Write that down. Underline it. Isaiah 40 verse 5. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. This move <clears throat> is about the glory of God. And the glory of God being revealed. One a very powerful word uh, that Heidi Baker delivered. I don't know if you know who Heidi Baker is. She's the great missionary to Mozambique. Mozambique, yes. And uh, she, she is exhibit A of the proof that the Toronto move of God was a move of God. She was touched in Randy Clark's meeting and, and, and that then uh, developed into a, a wonderful move of God in, in Toronto all those years ago. And uh, she was so powerfully moved and touched by God and God raised her up to, to Mozambique. I mean, thousands, thousands of churches have been planted in uh, people being converted from a whole other religion and a whole other set of other religions. A move of God has been powerful. Incredible miracles have taken place. And not only that, the nation's been touched. She's written the curriculum for the religious studies of the whole of Mozambique. Amazing, amazing move of God. And this lady, she is, she's so full of the Holy Spirit. And uh, she described this move. This move, she says, is, is not a move. It's, 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 it's a move. It's going to move in the streets. God's glory is going to fall in the streets. And, and God's people are going to come together. And the glory of God's going to come on them. And they're going to go out carrying the glory of God. And the glory of God is going to be seen and revealed. We need that move, the move of, of God's glory. So just when you thought it was over, just when you thought the ship was sinking, just when you thought you were going down for the last time, you discover it's not over till it's over and it's a new beginning. Amen and amen. Now the glory of God is a very significant theme in the scriptures and just a very quick, um, you know, skating through the references, you will recall that the glory of God was revealed and, uh, and dwelt in the tabernacle of Moses in the wilderness. But we know that the glory departed. Remember uh, the uh, Eli and, and his sons, and son's name was uh, Ichabod. The child's name was Ichabod. The glory has departed. Remember that when the Ark of the Covenant was captured by the Philistines, that brought to an end that season of God's glory because of Israel's sin. But then the temple was built, 
And the temple was filled with the glory of God. And at the dedication of the temple, the glory of God came down. Not even the priests could minister because of the power of God and the presence of God. But as time went by, the nation turned to idols. And, and that glory is spoken of in the book of Ezekiel 9, 10, and chapter 11, how, how the glory departed. And it was a tragic thing. But at that time, God said, I will restore my glory, and a new temple is coming. A new temple. Don't look in Jerusalem to find some third new temple being built. If that happens, it's totally irrelevant. The new temple was Jesus Christ himself. He came, and he is the new temple of God. And the glory of God came upon him. But he was rejected and nailed to a cross. But that's still not the end of God's glory. Because out of that seed, as Jesus said, if it die, if it die, it will bring forth much fruit. And he says, my life is like a seed. I'm going to be planted. I'm going to die. But out of that's going to come much fruit. And now out of the death of Jesus comes this glorious, wonderful body of God's people. The church of Jesus Christ. The church of Jesus Christ made up of people from every nation all over the world, and it's running right throughout history, from the birth of the church of Jesus Christ to the glorious return of Jesus. Today, God's glory is dwelling in His church and in us as individuals. But even that is not the end of God's glory. That's not the final manifestation. The final manifestation of the glory of God is when Jesus shall return and reveal that glory from heaven and it will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That's why every day we should not stop praying, may your kingdom come, may your kingdom come, may your glory come, may your kingdom come. God's kingdom is coming. Now into that whole flow of the glory of God being revealed, right from that very first manifestation, right through to the final consummation of God's glory, God has a plan and a purpose. And it's always about revealing his glory and bringing his people closer to him, bringing his people deeper and deeper into his glory and into his presence. So we know, friends, that this call is a prophetic call from the Holy Spirit saying, in the context of all that I said biblically, in the context of that, there are moments and seasons of the outbreak of God's glory. It's as if heaven cannot even contain the glory of God, and it spills out over the earth. And when just one drop of that glory touches you, it transforms your life. Way back in November, we lit that match. We prayed for people. Many things happened, many things happened but there was a special thing that happened that night to one person. They fell under the power of God down there 30, 40 minutes or so. When they came up, they were totally transformed, healed, delivered, because it was one little touch of that glory. Do you want that glory tonight? you want that to touch you? I do. So let's now take this from another angle. This is a, a wake-up call. Have you ever heard the English expression, rise and shine? Have you heard that? Where does that come from? Hi, 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 Isaiah 60. It was when people knew the Bible, arise and shine. And this is what the Holy Spirit's saying. Get up, 
Rise up, wake up, rise up, shine, because God's glory is here. Amen, amen. Don't pull back the curtains. Don't put it back under the pillow. Get out of bed. I wonder what you get out of bed in the morning for. Well, maybe you think that's an impertinent question. But let me put it another way. Isn't it wonderful to be able to get out of bed every morning with purpose and saying, what gets me out of every morning is my passion, what I'm doing. Your passion may be your job. Your passion may be your work. Your passion may be your ministry, whatever it is. But let the passion be Jesus. Get out of your bed for Jesus because it's a new day with the Lord, a new day in his presence, new day of opportunity. I'd like you just a little, little, little uh, call for prayer. Please pray for me because many of the things over the years that I've worked for, prayed for, worked hard at, even learning French and other kinds of things, learning all about Islam as much as I can, all that kind of stuff, and the writing of the, of the books, being translated in many different languages. Opportunities are arising, and you don't have to run through every door that's open. You have to draw with the mark, go through here, led by the Holy Spirit. But God is opening up so many opportunities for which we've been, we've been praying for so many years, I don't know how I'm going to do any of it, let alone all of it, but by God's grace we shall. And I know that for many of you also, you're going to suddenly find doors open that you would long, maybe even long forgotten about. New opportunities. But we have to be ready. We have to be fresh. We have to be prepared. So let's move now into some time of ministry as we, uh, as we, uh, as we move forward tonight. Would you all be prepared to stand just a moment, please? I'd like to please invite the, my primary leaders and Amanda's primary leaders to come at the front and others who are, have been uh, briefed to, to pray. Um, it, it just, it, we'll leave this here for the moment. Come and stand at the, stand at the front here. Can we have the, the musicians back? So, I, I think that one of the most important things is, is before you get filled... You've got to get emptied. Would you agree? And I, I think one of the first things we need to pray for and to pray about is that we should have the grace to humble ourselves before God, admit to Him that we in ourselves we are nothing we have nothing we know nothing and we can do nothing in and of ourselves so we'd not be tempted to stretch out the hand to steady the ark we'd not be tempted to light an earthly fire when we want the fire from heaven So many of those attitudes that we build up, attitudes of arrogance, attitudes of self-pretension, self-centeredness, many of those kind of things work right against the work of God. I'd, I'd like, let's, let me do, let's, let's do it this way. I'd like to lead us in a prayer of repentance. Would you follow with me in that? I'll try and pray in a way that doesn't put empty words in your mouth. 
or in your heart, but try and pray in a way that expresses what's in all of our hearts as we seek God today. I don't believe we have to go muckraking around to rake up all kinds of stuff, stir it all up and muddy the waters. So many things that we worry about, God has already dealt with because His grace is sufficient. The Bible says the blood of Jesus, God's Son, washes and cleanses from sin. Repentance is simply turning afresh to the Lord, turning away from the things that have distracted us perhaps and crept back into our lives. So there's not a spirit of condemnation upon us. The spirit of righteousness and justification is ours in Christ, not of ourselves, so that no one can boast. Father, we stand before you this evening and we humble ourselves in your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We say whatever is in our lives that is beautiful and pure, whatever desire we have even to be here and to reach out for you is your grace. We claim no credit for that. We thank you for the wonderful drawing power of your Holy Spirit. Draw us, Spirit of God, closer to Christ. Spotlight his beautiful face and show us more of him. But in this, Father, we're also conscious of so many of the things that we've done which let you down. And we ask for your forgiveness. We empty ourselves of all of this. We let it all go. We say we're sorry. And we allow true brokenness to enter. The brokenness that says without you I can do nothing. Deliver us from evil. We pray. Forgive us. Wash us. Cleanse us as we turn our hearts to you afresh. Forgive us for the sins of the flesh, sins of the heart, the sins of the mind, sins of the spirit, the sins of the tongue. Lord, we mourn over how fleshly we are in of ourselves. But we thank you that the Spirit of God breaks the power of cancelled sin and sets the prisoner free. Let your blood do its deep work, washing, cleansing, releasing 
shine the light of your light and truth into our hearts, into the dark corners. Father, we know that we have a Savior. We cannot save ourselves. We have a Savior. We know that He is Jesus, Jesus the Christ, the righteous one, our advocate with the Father. As we confess before you, Father, our shortcomings and our failures, our neglect, we thank you that we don't have to stay in that position of cowering or being burdened because you are the burden bearer and you are the releaser. You are the liberator. So we ask you in place of our emptiness, bring your fullness. Pour in fresh your Holy Spirit. Fill us fresh again. Restore, revive, and renew in Jesus' name. I want you all to open your hands, open your hearts to the Lord. I want to remind all of these primary leaders as I briefed you earlier, any, anything you feel you want to say or word you want to bring, don't hold back. Um, you can have a microphone down there for any, any, of, any of these people. And while we're just doing that, I'm sure that one or two of them want to contribute a, a prophetic word, a word of encouragement or anything that God has laid on their hearts. If you, you just, if you just go, to, oh, Bruce has got one. Okay, you you kick that off, kick that off. Um, th th this is something, a prophetic word, I believe, from the Lord for us that God gave me while I was uh, on holiday last week, and I mentioned it yesterday evening at the Sunday 6 p.m. service, and um, it ties in with what Colin was talking about yesterday morning, new beginnings, uh, and, and putting the past, and the. The picture that I got, and then I did some study on it, was about a snake. Now, when I say snake, do not think in negative ideas. Oh, the snake, Satan, so it's not like that. It's a biological thing I'm talking about here. And a snake sheds its skin. And this is what I believe the Lord is. A, shake, a snake sheds its skin. And when it sheds its skin, normally it will shed the whole of its skin and come out. And what happens is, it has to shed its skin. This is the reason, for two reasons. First of all, the snake cannot grow if it stays in its old skin. He has to shed its, its old skin in order to grow. And the second thing is, when it sheds its skin, not only does it shed its skin, but all the parasites that have got into that skin, they are shed with it. And so the way I, 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 I apply this to our, our lives, and you can apply it as the Holy Spirit leads it to you, is this, is that there's many of us here, and it's time to shed our old skin. It could be shedding your old skin of your mindset. Many of us have been there, done that, been round the block, seen it, or we think it is. We think, we think that we've got it worked out, we, we've been around for long enough, and we need to shed that skin and become, like Colin said earlier, like new, we need new skin. 
Um, and so our ideas, our mentality, our thinking that is, that is stopping us growing and we don't realize it, it's a skin. You need to shed it. And all the while, God has been working in our lives with a new skin for growth. And this is growth in character, growth in spirituality, growth in relationship, growth in ministry, fruitfulness. But we have to shed that old skin for growth. And secondly, the parasites that have got in over the years into our skin. The offenses, perhaps, I'm just, I'm just throwing these out, it could be anything, or, or the disappointments, or the discouragements, or whatever's happened on the way. Uh, it's a rough life, and sometimes we get hit with rough things. And these parasites can, can come into our life, and they feed, feed off us, and uh, they, they drain the strength and the life. But when we shed this old skin, we'll be shedding those parasites too. We'll be renewed and healed and everything. And also, I do believe that, in a sense, um, that the new move corporately together requires us to shed, to shed old skins. Not that we need a new vision or anything like that, but the shedding of the old, the old skin. And I believe that the new move, when it comes, as it comes, uh, many of the parasites, and I don't mean to be rude, but the parasites that are in, the, in, in you know, just riding off what God has done in the past and, uh, and, won't, and don't want a new skin, I think they, they, they will be left, left behind. And so I just want to encourage you, um, whatever God is saying to you about this is the time for the shedding of the old skins so that you can grow. There's a new skin ready there that's going to expand. It's like new wine skins, all that things. And also the parasites of the past that have been sapping your strength will be shed with it. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Anybody else want to say something right now? Okay. You want to say something? Go, go for it. Yes, whatever, whatever. I feel like um, I'm just being led. I can't just let this go. I'm being led by the Lord to do this tonight. Can I have, um, please, every, every paid staff of, of Katie, everybody as a paid staff, can you just come to the middle here? Apart from, of course, not Amanda, Bruce, unless you want to, and Colin, unless you want to. But every paid staff, can, can you come? Paid staff of Katie. If you're a paid, whatever you are, caretaker, you know, whatever you are, come, come. Can you guys just move aside, please, those of you that are, can, can, can you come? Every paid staff. I just feel the Lord just wants us to pray for you tonight before we even go further tonight. And just pray, pray. Anybody else coming? You know, we, 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 we celebrate. Come on, people of God. These is, are the backbones of, of what this church is all about. So we... We, we, we celebrate them. We thank God. Everybody come. If you're a paid staff, come, come, come. If you can leave what you're doing for a few minutes, I just believe God, God wants us to pray for you guys tonight. Can I... And Osha, please, can I have um, bondus of um, of revival times? Because I want people to. Can, can somebody bring? Can somebody give me a couple of revival times and help give some of these guys in the front row a copy as well? I'm going to tell you what what we're going to do in a few minutes. Just give me one, please. Just give me one. Can you turn to
okay, can everybody in front, not the people that we're praying for, the people, some of you, some of you guys there, sorry, can you, can you, it's, it's okay. Okay, there's a list of every staff member just in case somebody's not here. They're not going to miss this. Okay, so if you can turn to page, what is it? The, the last page, page um, 38. So, what, yeah, 39. When we begin to pray, just look at some names there and begin to pray for them. Okay, look at the names and begin to pray. Okay, is that, can, please, we just want to make sure we separate you guys from everybody else. Can you just move, 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 move? move? Okay, we're going to pray. I feel the Lord wants us to bless every staff member of KT tonight in Jesus name I feel I strongly feel led I strongly feel led about that so please if you're sitting and we're just going to ask God to restore to refresh could you imagine you know well something is about to happen you know, we just need, we, we just, uh, that's what I feel in my spirit. We just need all these men and women that are serving us every single day, long hours, you know, doing the work of God. We're just going to pray for God's anointing, God's refreshing as we begin in 2018. So can you just stand if you're, if you're sitting and just begin to cry out that God, if, if, you, if you've got the remember times, look at the names there. Look at the names there and begin to pray for them. Come on, people of God. Can we do that? You know, stretch your hands towards them and begin to pray. If you know any of them by name, begin to pray for them. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. Oh God, we pray for them tonight. Oh God, from Colin, from Amanda, oh God, to Bruce and everybody else that is on staff. We pray, oh God. We cry out to you, oh God, tonight that you will come. You will come in the fullness of your power. You will bring strength. Oh God, you will bring strength to every staff member of KT. Oh God, bring strength, bring strength, bring strength, bring strength, bring strength, bring your strength, bring your joy, release your joy, release your power, release your glory. Oh God, do something tonight, do something tonight, do something tonight. Oh God, oh God, we cry out to you tonight, we cry out to you tonight. That you will touch your God. We're praying for our brothers, our sisters, our pastors, our leaders. Oh God, those that serve us faithfully in this house. We cry out to you tonight. Oh God, release your power. Refresh them, Lord. Refresh them, Lord. Refresh them, Lord. Oh God, refresh them, Lord. We're asking you tonight. Refresh them, Lord. Refresh them, Lord. Oh God, let them have a touch, oh God. We're asking you, touch, Lord. Touch our leaders. Oh, God, touch our staff. Oh, God, touch them tonight. Touch and each and every one of them tonight. Oh, God, touch them, Lord. Lord, touch them, oh, God. Touch them. Come on, church. Few more minutes. Few more minutes. Cry out. Cry out for the touch of God. Cry out for the touch of God. There's something I believe God wants to do. Lord, we cry out to you tonight. We cry out to you tonight. We cry out to you tonight. We cry, oh God. Oh God, touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. You know them by name. 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 Give them the strength for the journey ahead. Strengthen them for the journey ahead, oh God. Strengthen them for the journey ahead. Strengthen them for the journey ahead. Strengthen them for the journey ahead. Oh God.
God, we cry at you tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. Thank you, Lord, for the way you're going to use them. Thank you, Lord, for the way you're going to use them. Oh, God, thank you, Lord, for how you're going to use them, Lord. Thank you, 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 Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Tonight we come to bless our brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus. We thank you for each and every one of them. Lord, we declare a new day, a new season, days of power, days of glory, days of refreshing, days of restoring, days of joy, days of peace. Oh, great days, oh God, great days, great days, great days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. Amen, amen.